Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everyone. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the podcast. Tell you what, we've been looking at a, a large subject matter here for a number of episodes and that is related to uh, the coming again of the Lord Jesus Christ and a question that some of his disciples had asked him. Uh, Jesus had been teaching on some stuff, and they asked him, when will these things occur, and what will be the sign of your coming again and of the end of the age? So by uh, just that question, we see that there's going to be a sign, there's some things that are going to happen, and they were asking, okay, what's this going to be? Well, we've looked at a lot of Scripture, and where we are today we're, we're starting to get to the bottom line of everything, okay? We've looked at some of Matthew 24 and 25, and we've left all from that. We'll go back and finish the rest of that. But we've looked at Revelation 6, Revelation 7, Revelation 8, uh, some passages out of 1 Thessalonians. Now we're in 2 Thessalonians. So we're going to go to the second chapter of 2 Thessalonians. And again, one of these days we'll go back and do the entire books of 1 and 2 Thessalonians. But you, we'll be able to get the, the truth out of what we're looking at, particularly with this subject matter. So in this second chapter of 2 Thessalonians, Paul is writing back to the church. And he's writing after he'd written 1 Thessalonians. And we believe these letters are fairly close together, uh, maybe just a number of weeks or months apart from one another. There were some problems back with the believers at Thessalonica. Paul had only stayed there a very brief period of time and then had literally got run out of town. I mean, literally was run out of town. And so he was hearing some things, and he sent some of his people back to see what was going on, and then he wrote them back, and he was dealing with issues and with questions and things that were popping up in people's mind. And I love this passage. I love the second chapter of Second Thessalonians because it shows us some truths right here which we have sort of strayed away from, and we need to grab a hold of these things and live by them. So here's the first verse. It says this, Now, we request you, brethren, so this we is Paul in the entourage with him. He's saying, we're requesting this of you, brethren. Again, he's acknowledging that they are fellow believers. Okay, I don't think we can overemphasize that enough. He's saying, no, we, we are one. We are believers, even though we may be confused about this, even though we may believe different ways about some things. He says, we're still brethren, and he's going to bring them the truth. So he says this, with regard to the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together to him. So what is the subject matter here? He says, well, re regard to this, the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together to him. So you see that there's two things that he's talking about right here. And I know quite often the second somebody sees things like this, we want to start systematizing it and doing this, doing that. Well, that's fine. We want to know what it is that's going to happen. It's good to know it uh, from the point of view of how the sequence is going to be. and We're going to see all that. We've seen a lot of it already. But just look at the basics right now. He's going to address the fact that the Lord Jesus Christ is coming. Some people actually reject that. Some people within the professing church reject that the Lord Jesus Christ is coming. But Paul says forthrightly, here it is. And then he says, not only is he going to come, but he's going to gather us together to him. 
A lot of people reject that. They say, oh, no, I don't believe that there's going to be a gathering together of the church, that this is all we have, et cetera, et cetera. Well, that's just wrong. So Paul says, I want to talk to you about these two things. Let me read it again. With regard to the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together to him, that you not be quickly shaken from your composure or be disturbed either by a spirit or a message or a letter as if from us to the effect that the day of the Lord has come. Well, that right there reveals quite a bit. Okay, We see what the problem is. We see what is going on and one of the things that Paul is addressing. He says, I don't want you to be shaken from your composure or to be disturbed. The idea is that they are actually being disturbed. They're actually shaken from their composure, from what they believe. And we're going to see about three or four verses later if we get to it today, which I sort of suspect we may not, but I'll read it anyway, that uh, Paul had taught this to them. Let me see, where is that? Uh, verse 5 says this, Do you not remember that while I was still with you, I was telling you these things? Now, I find that verse to be very profound because when you see the history, when you read into uh, the book of Acts and reading the Thessalonian letters, what happened with Paul, he was not with them a very long period of time at all. And all too often, we think that if we start talking about the things of the Lord returning in our gathering together to him, that these are things that we look at only after we've been believers many, many years and we're very mature in the faith. And nothing could be further from the truth because as we saw in 1 Thessalonians, it is these truths that brings forth comfort. As a matter of fact, he closes the end of this second chapter in 2 Thessalonians with the same type of word, to comfort one another with these words. The proper understanding of the truth of the return of the Lord and our gathering together of him is a source of tremendous comfort. It's a source of tremendous joy. And yet it has become a source of tremendous discomfort because there's so much misteaching. There's so much slothful, lazy teaching from the Word of God related to this. Most of the time, it's not even related to the Word of God. It's just what so-and-so says about it or what so-and-so says about it or I read a book about this and I believe this is what it means. We must get away from that. We have to see what the Word of God says. So look what he's saying here. He says, I don't want you to be quickly shaken from your composure or disturbed. Well, what was causing the disturbance? He tells us, verse 2, 2 Thessalonians 2, disturbed either by a spirit or a message or a letter as if from us to the effect that the day of the Lord has come. Here's what had occurred. Somebody had come in, either an individual or a group of individuals, or I suspect several different things like this, had come in and had been lying to them and had been speaking to them about the day of the Lord. And they were saying that the day of the Lord has already come and you have, uh, to quote a phrase, been left behind. Okay? And he says, I don't care if it comes by a spirit. Now, that's interesting. Is that it would be someone that would be professing to say, okay, this is the Spirit of the Lord speaking, the Spirit of the Lord, and it wasn't the Spirit of the Lord. It was some other spirit. Or if it was a message, like during a preaching time or a teaching time, or a letter as if from us. 
So apparently they had received letters that had said that the day of the Lord had already occurred, and this is what's happened, and somebody had forged the name of Paul on there because they knew that it had carried, that his name would carry such weight. He says, I don't care if this happens. It's not for me. Don't let your composure be shaken, okay? Don't be disturbed by this. As a matter of fact, the first part of the next verse, which I'm just going to read it. We don't have time to discuss it. We'll look at it next time. It says this, let no one in any way deceive you. Remember how Jesus told his disciples that when they asked him the initial questions? When we read in Matthew, okay, in the cross-references, he said, the first thing he said, see to it that no one deceive you, because many false Christs will arise in my name, saying, I am the Christ. See to it that no one deceive you. How do you see to it that no one deceives you? You know the Word of God. You abide in the Spirit and the power of the Lord, and that you abide within the body of Christ who believes. All these things are things which bring forth revelation of truth and protection within his body. So we see from the get-go right here that he's addressing these issues, that somebody was deceiving them in various ways. Okay, They were doing it by a letter or they were doing it by the Spirit or they're doing it by a message. And he says, I want you to make sure that you're not quickly shaken from your composure or disturbed by this. See to it that no one deceives you. Well, my time's up. We'll continue this for the next episode. Again, I'm Dale, and I thank you so much for being with me. I'll see you again next time. Goodbye.